This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hello, hello, everybody. This is another episode from the Backpacking Blisters podcast. Carl here without Derek this time. Unfortunately, he's probably sleeping. I'm recording this in the early afternoon, and apparently he is not available. So I thought I'd get this one out here because we have a special episode featuring the newly released documentary, Highline. This special episode features an interview with the producer, Chris Mead, who's been on our show a couple times, as well as new friend of the show and one of the main characters from the movie, Matt Favreau. If you're like me and you're looking for some backpacking inspiration during these tough times, this could be it. The Amazon description says 10 days, five friends, one trek across Utah's Uinta Highline Trail. The ancient history of the trail is woven together with the personal history of each of the hikers as they get back in touch with the world and each other. So without further ado, here we go. All right, we are here with Chris and Matt from the movie Highline. How's it going, guys? Doing great. Thanks so much for having us, dude. Doing pretty good. How you doing, man? Yeah, doing great. Like, you guys made an actual backpacking movie. Like, this is a legit movie. This isn't something you find on YouTube. This is like an actual movie. I am so impressed. Yeah, like, so, so Chris, what was the inspiration for this film? Yeah, it's funny. It was, it was very different than your average movie, I guess. I think a lot of movies start with a story, and then they, you know, figure out how to convey that story in the film. This started off as a hike. <laughs> we're we're back, you know, okay. obviously Matt's a backpacker, I'm a backpacker, and we just kind of became friends over, you know, from like 2016 to 2017 we started becoming friends online. And okay. um yeah, it just came down to like, hey, you know, want to do a hike with us? I'm like, sure, let's, you know, let's go hike somewhere. And then he's like, how about the you went to Highland Trail? I'm like, never heard of it, but sure, let's do it. And I was like, do you mind if I bring a camera? And then it kind of just evolved. Do you mind if I bring a camera? Just just a little camera. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then it's, and from there, it turned into like, oh, let's make a 15-minute film, maybe a 20-minute short film. And then it just starts snowballing and snowballing. And we realized that uh, 
the, the other hikers that were going to be joining us, the, the five hikers in the film, were all interesting people right. with interesting backstories. And then the, the Uinta Highland Trail was an adventure in itself. And then the story behind that film or behind that location had a lot of historical depth and a lot of cool stories to tell. So it just, it's just, it turned from like a 15 minute film to a 117 minute film, almost a two hour film. Yeah. Like a legit, um, like I said, legit movie for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so Matt, like, so when you're finding out that Chris is bringing basically more and more camera equipment and it's moving from a 15 minute film to like a full feature length movie, I mean, was that attractive to you or what, what kind of was the motivation behind being a part of this project? I mean, personally, I, I, the reason why Chris and I really started to connect was because we both kind of had a love for videography and cameras and things like that. And so that's really, we spent a lot of time talking about that. And so I was excited to like kind of work on something together. Right. Uh, but as, a as Chris just alluded to, um, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. I don't think Chris knows how to do anything small or in scale. Everything he does is is a uh, he, he kind of like goes <laughs> overboard in a good way, right? He takes everything very seriously, and uh, he he does a lot of planning. He gets really excited, and so like uh, every time I would talk to him, it would get bigger and bigger, and like uh, somebody else would join the project, and uh, it, you know. But at the end of the day, like it it is what it is, right? We went on this amazing hike in this amazing place, and we just were. I think the five hikers who got to go on this trip, myself included, were just really fortunate to have somebody like Chris, you know, really dedicated to making a project that involved us. I think we were really fortunate to have something like this for all uh, for all time that we could show our kids and our grandkids. Like, it's just an amazing project to be a part of, you know. For sure, and and as a result of that, were you a little bummed that he wasn't one of the main characters of the movie? Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I thought I was going to be uh, a character, like, you know, like a character of significance necessarily okay. myself. Um, right, right. I was just more excited to get out, get out in, in a place of beauty with a camera and like, and be part of something, uh, creative, you know? Uh, but Chris, I, right, right, I think right. Chris made the conscious decision very early on that he didn't want to be a character. He wanted to be you know, the creator, the, the guy who put everything together and had the vision, you know, and I think that worked out well. It, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, just having seen Chris and some other stuff, I just, I think, Chris, I think you're a pretty interesting guy with a fun personality. And, but I imagine that just focusing on just the production of it was probably a little easier than trying to do both be, you know, in the story along with the production. I imagine Is that correct. Very correct. Yeah, it would have been a totally different film if I was in it. I probably, I've told people before that I, th- I think it probably would have been not as good <laughs> if I was in it. I would have, I would have ruined some good moment. You know, I would have taken some like interesting serious story and thrown in like a fart joke or something in the middle of it and just ruined it. So <laughs> I think it was good that I stayed behind the camera. It helped okay. me. It helped me to focus more, not to. Uh, it helped me to focus more on the strategy and the shooting and the technical aspects of it a lot more. And I think right. it helps you focus a lot. Whenever you're filmmaking in general, there's a, like 20 different things you're supposed to be doing at once to make sure that you, you capture you know the right thing. And uh, tr- focusing on being in front of the camera and what you're going to say at the same time was, in this case, would just never work. So I was happy to be behind the camera this time for sure. Yeah, for sure. And 
you're very humble, but honestly, the stuff that I've seen where you're in it, I think I think you make it better. So, but thanks yeah. for being a humble guy. No, thanks. Um, yeah. So, how did you? Okay, this is. I mean, it sounded like there were some guys here. You had, you know, the connection with Matt, and there were some different guys that kind of already go backpacking, or they've had some experience backpacking together. But how did you decide on essentially who got to go, or who was part of the movie, or who who the who the main characters of the story were, so to speak? There wasn't like a. There was definitely not a casting call, right? I mean, it wasn't made like a typical film. Okay. If, if I was there or not with the camera, these guys would have gone, right? So it was just a group of guys that happened to be good friends that went and did this trip together. Oh, so these guys – okay, so so Matt, you and the rest of the guys sort of set this up independent of making a film. It wasn't like, hey, if we bring this guy in, this will make it better this way. It was just – this is just a backpacking trip. Uh, basically, we were looking for an excuse to go on a trip. This is a trail that we've had our eye on for a while. And uh, it just, it okay. just kind of, you know, it was like, Hey, we should do a project, Chris. And he's like, yeah, we should do, do something. And he's like, well, where, like, where are we going to go? And then we talked about some of the trails that were on the short list. And uh, you went to Highline Trail was uh, alluring for many reasons. It wasn't very well known. It still isn't very well known. Uh, it's very remote. Right. It's very beautiful. And so it just seemed to, uh, lend itself to you know what we were looking for that's right i almost forgot about that we almost we almost shot right. one of yeah. the original ideas was actually to do a hike in um the annapurna circuit yeah it didn't happen for some reason well you, we can do it next next september <laughs> <laughs> i'm in you guys are speaking my language planning things out that far in advance for sure so in terms yeah in terms of the trail itself you mentioned it was remote it was beautiful. It's, you know, like not <laughs> as well known as some of the famous long trails out there. Um, so those are obvious attractions to the trail, but there's also some challenges there, right? Like it looked like there's some, some serious navigation. There were some sections, like it looked like relatively long sections without water. And so there's a lot of things you had to take into account. Were you aware of all these challenges prior to hiking? I mean, yeah, most times, you know, that's where my trail name details come from is I kind of obsess pre-hike with you know, trying to find uh, accurate data sheets and uh, GPS files. And so I can really get a good, a good idea of what I'm getting myself into. And of all the, the hikes I've ever done, this really had mm. the least amount of information. Um, I actually never did find a complete GPS file. I actually had to piece together multiple files that I found to like create one basically of my own. Right. A lot of the trail is literally is not a trail. It's like cross country routes. Yeah. Um, some part, some parts you may have rock cairns, other parts there's nothing at all. So it really was a more adventurous and you know, your, your standard long distance trail that's like very well marked and like it's the, you know, people have been hiking on it so much that it's worn into the ground. There was a lot of parts that just were not like just cross country. But yeah, no, it definitely came across that way is that it like there were sections where I was like, yeah, you got to know what you're doing. And that's where the details comes in, I guess. Yeah. And luckily all of Matt's groundwork, um, we use to create a little trail section on the website that we have. So highlinefilm.com. There's okay. a, it's probably one of the few, uh, you know, guides out there online to, you know, that has, we actually have all the GPS files, the, the GPS file that Matt pieced together. That's nice. on that website. So you can download that. There's information about water and stuff. And uh, we actually worked with the Ashley National Forest and you went to Wasatch Cache National Forest to create that little section of our website. So there's all sorts of cool tidbits and information on there. Tidbits. I like it. Yeah. Did you, 
now speaking of that, have you gotten any feedback about after people have started, you know, watching the film and people maybe hitting on that website that people are inspired now to do that trail? Yes, lots and lots and lots. In okay. fact, the second the trailer came out, like they saw an they saw an mm. uptick in in hikers that season. It wasn't it wasn't yeah. like a major dangerous uptick. It wasn't like 10,000 hikers are going to go do this trail tomorrow, right? Right, right. It's a fairly advanced trail and it takes some logistical planning that's a little tougher than some other places. So I think because of those those barriers, you're never going to end up with like a giant crazy crowd out there, which is a good thing, right? For for right. adventurers like ourselves who want to go to, you know, a place like this and not have to deal with a million people a day on the trail with you. You are inspiring folks to get out there and check out some new areas. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, kind of switching gears a little bit here. Early in the movie, there was a moment where, where Matt, you got a chance to show off your um, your tattoo sleeve, the Star Wars themed tattoo sleeve. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan myself. I, I didn't get a chance to look at it that closely, so I had a question about it. Okay. Was that Was that Jar Jar Binks on the sleeve there? No, are you kidding me? What is what, what, what an offensive accusation! <laughs> I am I am appalled. I am appalled. Okay, so, so who do you have on the sleeve? <laughs> who do I have on my sleeve? Let's see. So I've got Boba Fett. Uh, I've got the Mandalorian crest. I've got okay. uh, Boba Fett's uh, ship, Slave One. I've got Cloud City. I've got Darth Vader. I've got an Imperial okay. Destroyer. I have the Death Star under construction. I have Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, the Imperial Insignia, and also the Forest Moon of Endor. That's a lot, actually, in one sleeve. But that's what that's what I love about Matt, man. Like you look at the guy from a distance and you see this dude with like tattoos everywhere, and you're like, oh, dude, this guy's like, you know dangerous or something right <laughs> you get up close and you realize dude one arm is all star wars and the other arm is just flowers oh my gosh <laughs> so it's like, it's like super happy innocent tattoos it's not even dangerous right looking. chris i think you've offended all uh tattoo people out there they, <laughs> no, anybody anybody chris sees with tattoos they're dangerous <laughs> one, one day i might get tattooed yeah i would i think i could see you getting a tattoo of matt with his tattoo arm sleeve on the tattoo of matt that'd be pretty sweet right there, on your arm yeah, just kind of tuck that tuck that one away there. There, <laughs> that would be cool. That yeah, that could work. I always thought about getting like whiskers tattooed onto my face. That would be yeah. You get you get respect for that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody does that. You know, it would be cool. Oh my I like God. That. that would respect. Is that the word? Was that the word you were looking for? Sarcasm. Respect? There's sarcasm there. If you have a teardrop, you means you've murdered somebody. What does right. it mean if you have whiskers? It means you've got. <laughs> pets <laughs> or something right you're obsessive about you your pets for sure uh, okay a couple so a couple moments i just want to pull out of the of the movie i don't want to obviously give anything major away but just some questions i had as i was watching if for for those of you that you're inspiring to kind of go out there and do this highline trail or if i end up doing this one day is it possible to to get through the trail without having to filter that cow poop water <laughs> So luckily, I mean, unfortunate for us at the time, but later on, so we have a, uh, there's a guy in the film, a guy named Gordon Hirschi with the Backcountry Horseman of America. And right. after seeing the film, he's like, you know, Chris, you could have just walked like 100 yards to your left and you wouldn't have had to deal with that, that gross horse. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> so no. he actually sent me the coordinates for the good water 
that we should have had. Okay. So I, yeah, I haven't told. So it is possible. I, I, I don't think Matt's heard this yet, <laughs> but I'm going to put that on the website immediately. It's not true, Chris. I will tell you that because because <laughs> oh here's gosh. here's some behind the scenes knowledge here on this. Uh, who was it? it? Was uh, Benny and I? Was it Benny and I? Benny and I got way ahead mm-hmm. of everybody right at where in this section of trail, and so <clears throat> when we got there, okay, we were way ahead, and so we went where Chris was just saying, and where I had coordinates that showed that there was water. It was all brown cow poop, gross water. There was no fresh flowing spring. Oh, uh, we walked a long time down right. in that direction to look for, for better water, and it just did not exist. Uh, okay, well, I guess it's hopeless. To yeah. <laughs> just used to bring Kool-Aid drops. <laughs> yeah. Like Redbeard, Redbeard was yes. kind enough to bring kool-aid drops okay. and he shared some of those with me and that's the only way i was able to hydrate oh my gosh i've i've been there i've I, we actually uh years ago i was in a backcountry adventure in utah not in that same area obviously and we were miles and miles and miles and it hadn't had any water and we had to descend this area and we i, I think we ended up name, naming it God. dead cow creek because there's like <laughs> there were cows there's cow poo and then there's cow carcasses like littering this area oh. and that was the only water so we had like you know major we had a lot of iodine in the water and so that's the smell of that. Like when I was watching that, just brought back those memories. So I was like, there's got to be a way around that. But Dude. it sounds like maybe time of year too would be a factor. That seems, um, seems like a great way to get mad cow disease or something. I know. I know. I was, yeah, that was, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so, okay. So that was one moment. That's one question I had. The other one was, um, you said you got a lot of feedback on this when you, when you showed the film was to me, it looked like you had um, one of the guys putting cream cheese on his feet to prevent blisters. <laughs> Did that... I don't know what that was, but whatever that stuff was, did that actually work? According to Steve, it does. So when I, ever since I started hiking with Steve at the beginning, that dude, I think there was one time he literally had, tw- like we counted like 27 blisters or something like that between his two feet. He had a blister every spot you could put one, oh, basically. Yeah. And uh, so right. one day he was on a website or something and he find I think it's okay. called Hike Goo, and he found it and uh, he, just, he started just l- – yeah, he just started <laughs> lathering it on like that. Now he doesn't get any blisters. So that's a good way to put it, right uh, there, for it's, sure. It's, hey, hike your own hike. That's what works for him, I guess. You know, I've seen I've seen people do like put some of that stuff on, whether it's Vaseline or some other weird concoction they put on, but not that amount. Yeah. The sheer amount was just you know jaw dropping, basically. But um, never seen anybody do that before. That was the craziest thing, yeah. man. He used four tubes of that on the Highland Trail. Four big tubes. So that's got to be. Four tubes got to be pushing a pound worth of goop, yeah. right? Like you'd like to yeah. think you'd wow. like to think he was doing that for show or like you know for laughs, but no, that's what he does every single day. He puts that much on and puts his sock yeah. on right over it. I gotta say though, if if he has had that many blisters and if that works for him, more power to you. Like I, I would I would carry an extra pound if I suffered from blisters just to avoid the blisters. So um, interesting, but. Uh, and the last question I had was I was noticing, you know, you had these like in camp shots and it looked like you had everybody had their own tent. So it looked like everybody just kind of was camped solo. But you were also not only just in solo tents, you were pretty far apart from one another. So my question is, is this because of like bad gas, yeah. snoring or a fear of vulnerability? <laughs> oh, man, Matt snoring is like. Okay, okay. Sasquatch. Uh, depends how fat I am. Oh, okay. See, you know you don't hear your own, your own self snore. Uh, I know that I can periodically snore depending how heavy I am because I definitely fluctuate. Uh, Benny, 
Right. That dude, that's the worst snore I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life, is Benny. But and then and then one time I was sleeping next to Redbeard in a shelter on the long trail mm. and he was snoring so bad I literally had to hit him in the stomach to stop him from snoring. So like <laughs> ma- mainly for mainly it's for, hit him in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't get angry very often, but when I'm trying to sleep and somebody just stopping me from sleeping, I didn't punch him. I just I gave him a love a, tap. A love tap, sure. Yeah, basically, uh, I always try to stay far enough away to where I won't bother anybody if I snore, and they won't bother me if I snore. If they snore, gotcha, gotcha. Um, when you mentioned that, I was on, honestly having like flashback visions of Back to the Future Three with uh, Mad Dog Tannen kicking his friends awake in the morning in the stomach. So I don't know if you have any connection with Mad Dog Tannen, but um, that's what I thought. Of. <laughs> We're related. <laughs> Matt's luckily Matt's nicer than that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, okay. So next question I got for you. Um, I guess this one is for Chris. So for the movie Highline 2, do I need to like have some sort of life challenges or like a crazy tattoo sleeve to get an invite on this thing? You need to tattoo whiskers on your face. Okay, That's- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Highline 2, oh man, I don't know if I could handle another one. That that was 15 months of editing. and the That's oh, not bad, dude, right? <laughs> it was tough because, you know, one of the strong messages in the film is go out and, you know, it's healthy to get outside and... Yeah, and here I am sitting inside right, right. editing for 15 months in front of my laptop. So when I finally finished that, I was so excited to finally get out again. And I'd made all these plans this summer and then the virus hit. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. That's, yeah, for we'll sure. <laughs> just, yeah. Anyway, that's for sure. I imagine that the amount of work that went into that. I mean, just if you watch the movie, the cinematography and a lot of the editing, just kind of putting some of the pieces together, I imagine that took a ton of time. But but it came out very polished and um, and very impressive. So, yeah. All right, Matt. Matt. So you work at Z Packs. Yeah, I do. I do. So I've got a Z Packs question for you. Uh oh. <laughs> I just noticed, like, you just had this, you know, obviously super lightweight setup as you're hiking. It looked like, you know, just minimalist. But and you're just kind of cruising along the trail, which is very impressive. So and then and then we didn't see a lot from Chris. We I think we got a photo of Chris where he had, you know, just stuff dangling off of his pack. I call those things pack ornaments and just, you know, all the camera gear and such. Um, I don't think I'm anywhere near that, but I'm I'm probably in the same realm as Chris where I have a lot of ultralight stuff, but I also am carrying just kind of extras like camera gear. And so what Z-Packs pack would you recommend Ooh. for somebody who kind of fits that, like Chris's description, but maybe slightly less, like more of a moderate weight sort of guy, not ultralight like yourself? I mean, if you're going to try to do like if how about I do this? If I was going to try to go do what Chris was doing and I had that gear list that Chris had and what he was carrying, I would probably go with our uh, mm-hmm. our zip or our call zip. Um, I think the panel loading okay. aspect of that would really help you get to the different camera lenses or uh, the gimbal that you have stored in your pack. So I think it's big right. enough to carry because the arc calls it will carry 64 liters it's a pretty pretty big pack in terms of volume yeah for sure so uh, if you're gonna have to carry you know your normal hiking gear but you also want to get to other lenses and gimbals or you know batteries or whatever you whatever you have in your pack i think that would probably be the the pack i would go with if i was gonna do what chris did for us okay so chris 
So, so what kind of, what kind of setup do you got going on there? <laughs> I used the arc hull and I freaking okay. loved it. I didn't use the arc hull zip, just a regular arc hull. It's definitely my favorite pack. And what I like is that it's forgiving. I mean, it's supposed to be a 40 pound limit, which is, you know, ridiculous. That's a lot of weight limit for a, an ultralight pack. But I, but when we were going up North Pole Pass, when we had right. just resupplied, I was carrying at least 40 something pounds, probably 43 pounds if I had to guess. And it held up just fine. Okay. It was great. I mean, so you exceeded the limit of the pack and you weren't getting killed uh, by yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't getting killed by it. I was, I was good. I mean, obviously it was heavy. I don't recommend carrying that much weight ever. Right. But when you've got, you know, tons of camera gear on your back and seven days worth of food, <laughs> there's not a whole lot you could right. do. So, but yeah, that was, it, yeah, for me, that pack worked out to be best case scenario, I think. And I've, I've carried okay. some weight in other packs before. Um, like actually mm-hmm. I, I own like seven other backpacks, I think. And by far this one, this one wow. handles the weight the best. So it works, works. Okay. Good. Yeah. I know that for a lot of the ultralight packs, I, I do look at like, you know, not just the capacity, but also the recommended weight range. And I have exceeded a weight range for a lightweight pack before and I felt it for sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so we'll, we'll see, we'll see if I can pull off a setup like that for, for the upcoming summer, if we end up getting a chance to go backpacking. So we'll find out about that later. Really excited for the movie, really excited for, for all that you guys put together and, and hope that, you know, a lot of folks out there that are, you know, holed up in their house that just need backpacking inspiration. I feel like this is a good time for them to, to check out uh, a movie with awesome folks and fun personalities. So um, this is the chance, the time of the podcast where you guys can promo whatever you want. Anything I missed or anything you want to share about Highline or even Z-Packs, have at it. Go for it. What do you guys have? Yeah, I guess I would say that, well, we certainly did not plan it this way, <laughs> but I, I hope <laughs> that the film coming out around this time does do people some good. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm freaking going crazy sitting in my house looking at the news right. every single day. I mean, I honestly, I shouldn't complain because there's people like doctors and food service workers and people that are in harm's way all the time. So I, I, I don't deserve to complain, right. but it is still tough to be stuck indoors all the time. And I, I, I hope that this film offers a 117 minute relief from, you know, the scary world that we're living in right now. I hope that it offers a little 117 minute vacation for anybody who watches it. I hope, I hope so. (laughs) Anything's better than watching the news right now. Right. (laughs) That is true for sure. All right, Matt, what you got? I mean, I would say I wouldn't touch on the movie. I'm not, I'm really trying to avoid a, making a Z-Packs commercial around this, you know, cause that's not what the movie was about necessarily, but, um, <laughs> Oh, you guys totally, you guys totally avoided yeah, that in the movie. Yeah. Like it was like, what, what, what was, what was the line that was in, like, it was like, you know, this is Matt and he works for like an outdoor company yeah, or something, like right? a backpacking company. Yeah. Backpacking company. Yeah. 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 So I think the, the thing, you know, everything Chris touched on is a hundred percent true right, right now is a great time we're all thinking about the outdoors and, and to, for me to be able to watch this movie and relive it or for someone else to uh, watch this movie and see that adventure, uh, I think is, is really you know therapeutic for uh, you know all of the, us hikers who can't get out on the trail right now. But I think there's another part to this movie um, that I started to notice the effect it was having on people uh as people were, were talking to me more and more and that's it like while this movie revolves around a backpacking trip it's really each person's individual story has nothing to do with with backpacking and it there's all these there's these five personal stories and almost one of those five stories is going to resonate with 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 everybody everyone's going to resonate with one of those five stories and i think 
um, it can be therapeutic for a lot right. of people to, to understand that they're, they're not alone in the strong struggles that they've had and, you know, and they're not the only ones. And to see that, you know, a lot of times there are ways to overcome, you know, things that have happened in your life. And I think that's really, really awesome. And I'm, I'm super stoked that by being part of the outdoor community, you know, and, and a cottage gear company at Z-Packs that we're able to make equipment you know, that really, really makes it easy, easier for people to go out and enjoy the outdoors and, and enjoy that type of therapeutic release from, you know, some of the things that have gone on in their lives. So like, like, I really, I really like that aspect that it's a movie that revolves around a hiking trip, but it's not necessarily a movie that you have to be a hiker to, to enjoy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So the kind of obsessive backpacker can share with this, with his or her spouse, just what, yeah, the the story and they'll, they'll connect one way or another for sure. Well said, well said. Actually, can can I add one more thing to that? So something that I've noticed is Z-Packs is a fairly humble company. Um, but I think they're doing something right now that I think is really important and really awesome. And I think I'm putting Matt in the spot here. So Matt, you should tell us about what ZPAX is doing in the middle of this whole coronavirus situation. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not alone. We're not alone in this, you know, a lot of companies and a lot of different, uh, verticals and, and spaces are doing it, but we are in the process of, um, you know, finalizing the, some PPE, uh, manufacturing, we are going to uh, reallocate some of our workforce to create a, you know, protective gear for the healthcare industry uh, and other companies, you know, also not necessarily even in the healthcare industry where their workers also need protection as well. So, I mean, we're, I think tomorrow actually is the first day we're actually going to be making some, some actual stuff that will be uh, shipped out. So uh, it's been cool this week to go through all the prototypes and, and finalize all those deals. But it's also really nice to be able to do something, you know, beneficial, like like really work to help people uh, keep people healthy and safe. You know, that's a to have our manufacturing exper- expertise be able to be shifted uh, to help in an even better way than uh, therapeutic uh, part of backpacking is really special for us to be a part of. Yeah. Well, and we appreciate, yeah, your service because obviously we're in a time of need and yeah, every company that's, you know, willing to help out, we just appreciate and see, yeah, thank you for, for, you know, being a positive contributor during this tough time for sure. And, um, yeah, Chris, thanks for bringing that up. That's awesome. I, as we're going through this, I realized that I did not even ask you, like we've been talking about the film, we've been talking about just, you know, all these awesome guys that are involved in the film, but we've been talking about watching the film but we haven't talked about where we can watch the movie like where we can find it so this is on amazon and on apple itunes is that correct yeah so the we were lucky enough to score a distribution deal with the film which is a miracle for a tiny you know tiny group like us um so yeah it is now on itunes amazon google play voodoo microsoft movies and uh, vimeo so it's it's out there it's pretty much Lots. on all the major services except for netflix because they're too cool for us <laughs> my wife my wife works there, <laughs> should be careful um okay. but yeah it's on all the major streaming services and then dvds and blu-rays are also available on highlinefilm.com in fact if you just go to highlinefilm.com you could 
There's links to all the places where you can stream the film. And there's also DVDs right there for you too. Awesome. Hey, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate just, you know, you guys making this movie and the inspiration behind it. And um, yeah, just very excited for it and hope it does really well. Hope hope a lot of folks connect connect with it out there. So thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks so much, man. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. We are big fans of both Chris and Matt and the production that they made. And yeah, check it out if you get a chance. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. Derek's really not going to be in this episode. I know you, you listened past the outro music, and thanks for that, but he's he's not here. He's just sleeping, sleeping away. But thanks for listening anyway. Bye. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. fun to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish this is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here from the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters enjoy the best fishing panama city beach has to offer during chase in the sun sundays at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment